Hello, Internet. This is Chris, a.k.a. Critically Accursed, a.k.a. the voice behind dashing swashbuckler Riley Morhot. I'm here today to introduce you to the latest episode of the Eterna podcast and to thank you for following us. We have quite the time playing these sessions and honestly love that we get to share our interest in tabletop RPGs and telling stories to other like-minded individuals. Likewise, we'd certainly love to hear from you on Twitter, at Eternap, that's at A-E-T-E-R-N-A-P, if you'd ever like to connect to anyone involved in our podcast. Without further ado, I do believe it's time to begin game. Okay, anyway, I'm off track as fuck. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Last time on Dickin' Ball Z. I mean, no. Um, last time. Uh, okay, so last time, y'all set out from the city. You'd found this child. Well, you didn't find him. You encountered a scuffle uh, involving two men and this child who has introduced himself apprehensively as Rat, whom you've taken under your wing to prevent him from uh, Being becoming murdered. accosted by the authorities and possibly being killed. Um, he has not been friendly. He has pointed knives at you uh, and he has been very antisocial. Um, there was a uh, a brigand on the road the whom some of you noted as being the feared flying highwayman uh, who attempted to steal an elven man's card. An elven man by the name of Clintoriel. Uh, uh, who he says, you can call me Clint. Um, and you fought him off uh, sufficiently for him to run away uh, and retrieved mostly intact uh, Clint's cart, to which he summarily thanked you and shortly thereafter offered you a job acting as... Um, bodyguards slash mercenaries under his employ to go do an expedition to an old ruin. He offered you a very gracious 500 gold ahead if the lot of you would come. 500 each, rather. Um, for the six of you. And just up there at the end, uh, y'all been like, how are we gonna deal with locks? And traps and rat the child head uh, implied through action that he was capable of doing such things it's sad because rat the child is probably a better rogue than I am no <laughs> he is very good at like three things and that is it yeah he's terrible one of them is else. being a rogue <laughs> 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 well, you are a tailor. You are a. It's true. You are a tailor more than a rogue. It's true. Unfortunately for you, that's the second thing he's good at. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you just... decide to switch, that'll be the third thing he's good at. Yep. Uh, he just whips up a nice, you know, royal gown uh, in like 20 minutes. Turns out this kid is just like one upping me like the entire campaign. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's all that's he does. <laughs> just 
all he does is prove he's better than you. Exactly. His stats I are mean, exactly the same as yours, but plus one. <laughs> <laughs> they literally just copy pasted your sheet. And just added one to everything. Uh, well, to be fair, he is um, he he is four times as old as you, I believe, roughly. Yeah. Well, you said he was an elven child, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, he's better at aging, too. Wow. <laughs> he certainly is. Uh, yes, so, um, I believe y'all were coming coming to a, co a conclusion on whether or not uh, you would, as a group, go work for Clint in this... Uh, in this we, had, we had decided to go, and I was arguing with somebody at one point about whether Rat was going to go into the runs with us or not. And uh, I believe Riley broke that up and kind of settled the matter. I, th I think it was... Uh, I think the fight, quote-unquote fight, was with uh, Leaf, and Riley did step in. Um, it wasn't a fight. It was an argument. I didn't throw any magic. No initiative was rolled, so it's not a fight. Yeah. It was not a combat. Semantics. Oh, Semantics. If you want to know the difference between a fight and argument, I can come in there and demonstrate. <laughs> I may be sick, I'm not too sick to kick your ass. Anyhow. Anyhow. So, um, uh, this is the voice I'm going to be using for the rest of the night. No, not really. Oh god, no. Um, <laughs> quitter, quitter. Hey, hey. Okay, look, I'll just mute my mic so you can get on with this. <laughs> we'll get there eventually, folks. Just keep listening. A forward ahead about 20 minutes. <laughs> not not 20 minutes, just two. Um, geez, that would be a lot of just leaving bullshit in. Um, okay, so y'all were uh, basically come to a conclusion. I don't think you had actually returned to Clint just yet. I never uh, left Clint. That's true. You never left Clint. So you were there looking through his stuff, and that is where we left off. You're standing out on the road. At the moment, the caravan isn't moving along. The bulk of you were discussing Rat still in the cart, and Brock, you were digging through old stuff in the back of Clint's cart. Yes, very carefully, though. I did not break stuff. You're not going to ruin a tapestry? I'd rather not. Don't want to use it as a blanket. Uh, no. I would, I would rather not disrespect these, these things. Okay. And use them as a blanket. Especially while you're stoned out of your mind. Do such a thing. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, catfolk. Anyway. We're going to go ahead and just go in an order. Uh, Riley, what are you doing? Uh, well, if if we haven't reported uh, to Clint that we're accepting the job yet, Riley is going to make his way over to do so. I would probably go with him. Okay. Anybody else going with? Anybody staying at the cart? Anybody going off and doing their own thing? I'll stay with the kid. Okay. Monitoring the rat situation. The rat situation. Uh, it's there's only the one still. 
He hasn't caused an infestation yet. But he has a new knife. He does have a new knife. He hasn't pointed it at you yet, just yet. 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 We're just sitting still, we're not in motion, right? Right, the, the caravan's on a break. Alright, then uh, I'll, I'll forage. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a survival right quick. Just as soon as the internet cooperates. Survival. That would be a 15. 15? Just uh, one yet. Uh, so yeah, you're able to supply enough food for a meal for yourself and one other person. So I've got food for two. I'll, uh, I guess I'll get to prepping that. Alright. So you go about prepping that. Meanwhile, Riley and, uh, was it Lark? Mm-hmm. Uh, you are both heading back to Clint's cart. Yes. Sounds about right. Clint's part, Clint's part, Clint's part. Yeah. Uh, so you return, and he, he's, he's standing there, he's speaking with Brock, uh, pointing out various things that Brock is uh, pointing at and being like, oh, what's this? Look at that. Woohoo! <laughs> we can uh, wait patiently for their conversation to finish. Look, centuries-old uh, erotica. Um, <clears throat> so is there anything in particular you're looking for, Brock? Oh, no, he would just, you know, if something looks interesting, he'd pick it up, probably ask the story behind it, you know, if there's any significance to it, or if it's just kind of just like a random thing. Uh, a lot of things he has stuff to say about. Uh... Some things are just, you know, examples of either art or tools or whatnot of the time period that they're from. Uh, there are some things that are more storied, though. He has some tapestries, which are not torn. Uh, they are in good condition. Uh, that tell stories and whatnot. There's books, very old books that he has. Uh, he has a very, he has a very old looking, uh, sort of dusty glass bottle, uh, that is, like, waxed and corked, uh, that he, he tells you is, is very delicate, please don't break it. It was... Is that the whiskey? Bottle. Yeah, that's the whiskey. That's the, like, thousand year old whiskey. And, oh, okay. uh, you would notice that Riley and Lark have approached best buddies the dynamic duo if you will yes the dynamic duo that trust each other implicitly with each other's lives implicitly. it's just not my stuff keep away from my stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, would, I would look up from the stuff and I would just kind of wave and I would be like so if we, uh, if we come to a decision then yeah uh, Riley strides forward uh, greeting both Brock and Clint's and um, looking to Clint, Riley will say, After much debate within our party, we have come to the conclusion that, yes, we would like to assist you and take this job. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're not that far from uh, the road we'll have to take. Uh, 
should come upon it here in about three or four hours travel. Um, I will pull off to the side of the road uh, and signal you uh, so that you know uh, where to follow. Uh, we'll be taking this uh, short detour to the Black Keep and then uh, we'll make our way on to Torn uh, to rest and resupply before heading back onto Starlight. Uh, now that we have accepted this job, is there any, any more information you would be able to share about the Black Keep? Um, yes, some. Uh, there have only been a few minor expeditions simply to find it, not to inquire much as to the inside. Uh, it's cheaper to pay people to go find something than it is to have them go in and see how many traps are still um, functional. Um, and no, it's not full of liches. Um, that would be terrifying, especially at level one. That's oddly specific. I really hope he's not lying to us. <laughs> um, so, um, it's an old, it's a fort from the, uh, the Noctis Civil War, uh, left over. Uh, that was the last time it was populated, as far as I know. Um, it was right in the crossfire of the Royalist, uh, defense and the, uh, Elven Exodus and the war that was going on there, uh, the Purge of where the royalists were trying to keep the elves from coming into Noctis territories. Could you tell uh, me more information about this purge? Uh, yes. Um, about 200 years ago um, was the end of the Civil War. It had begun some years earlier. Uh, and around the same time, uh, the Stone Queen of uh, Voidosa, she had just begun to spread her influence uh, out from what was at the time a relatively small kingdom. Uh, and many elves, as you know, uh, were forced out of their homes. They were not welcome to practice their own beliefs and livelihoods in the Stone Queen's kingdom. And some fled south to Obscura, but many found that to be a more dangerous road to take. So many of them came here to Noctis. But the vast influx of elves to the area, which was in of itself many times larger than the native elf population, uh, was not well accepted by the uh, royalists. Uh, so they sided, uh, the elves did, with the revolutionaries, and together they helped push the civil war into a state of disbalance. Uh, prior to that, it had been mostly in the favor of the royalists, but with the elves wanting to find a place for themselves and not really being able to go back where they came from, they helped turn that tide. And after about four years of being here, the Civil War came to an end. Uh, 
in the revolutionaries' favor. And, well, now the government you see uh, in the social structure of this land, for the most part, is that solely of uh, the Republic. So, I was just a small child at the time that the war ended. Uh, I did grow up. Uh, there were many, many royalists, though defeated, they were still around. Uh, so, there was still a bit of adversity. But, as time went on, I saw the attitudes of the people change. Things faded into memory, and then into history, and you don't see many people having trouble with elves anymore, which is good. But at the same time, I don't think it's a good thing for us to forget. That's why I do what I do. That's why I run a museum. Of course, very commendable. Um, but you, you mentioned the purges, so who, who was purging who? Well, the royalists wanted to purge uh, the elves who were coming in, known as the Elves of Exodus. Uh, they wanted to purge them from Noctis and get rid of them because they were, to quote uh, one of these, and he holds up an old journal, overrunning the land with foreign ways. And All right. Of course, there was the Stone Queen's own purge of sorts. Uh, and if you don't know anything of the Stone Queen, it is conform, leave, or die. All right, I, uh, I'm not too familiar with the Stone Queen, but uh, she sounds uh, she sounds like quite the treat. Um, but uh, so my understanding is that this was a failed purge. Yes, it was ultimately many, many died, but it did fail. All right, so failed purge, got it. Um, the, uh, the the fortress where we will be uh, headed to it was um, the uh, the royalists. The royalists owned the fortress. Is that correct? Uh, they did, yes. Uh, but after the war, um, from what I've been able to dig up, after the war, the uh, the defenders uh, laid many traps, but ultimately fell to the siege. And those without saw no reason to continue with it. It was going to become a relic of a bygone era. So it has sat there untouched. So it's some just say, fallen into disuse. Yes. Some say it was cursed or haunted, but... Uh, I would like to hear more about this. Cursed or haunted? <laughs> yes, by um, liches, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> from... All the materials I can find, and from every person who's come up to it, simply says there's nothing particularly foreboding about the place. It doesn't seem haunted. They've had no run-ins with the undead. Of course, we haven't gone inside, to be fair. Uh, but scattered reports of the place being haunted or cursed. Uh, due to the last words uh, recorded of its commander. Though, of course, no proof has come of this, and I've been to quite a many ruins that have been stated to be haunted or cursed before, and it's just people being afraid. So what were the last recorded words of the commander? 
he said that any elf or revolutionary that should step within would die a painful death. He would ensure that his soul sought to. All right. Um, great. How many elves we got? Um, well, there's me. Um, I did see your one friend uh, with the tree. Um, and there's the kid. At least the one. Yeah, he hasn't seen Rat. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't know how it extends to half elves, but your healer friend uh, may count. Right. Okay. So lots of elven blood headed in here. Got it. Okay. Now, as I said, I've I've no reason to believe that it actually is haunted or cursed. Uh, Famous the... last words right there. <laughs> That's fair. I do treat it with a bit of caution, but the points of reference are so scattered and thin. There's nothing real firm. I have uh, I have very poor luck with the entering ruins uh, um, that are rumored to be fine, so um, you'll forgive me if I'm overly cautious on this. Uh, well, being cautious and... would always be the best way to go about it, even if it was not rumored to be cursed. This is Certainly. true. Like, and as I've said before, um, as I've said before, uh, from what I understand, it is heavily trapped, and likely what this curse is speaking of that uh, that was mentioned is there were probably some who tried to enter at some point and fell to such traps. People have sense. always been superstitious. That would make sense. Well, As far no. as hauntings go, if a building is old, people say it's haunted. I've seen this time after time. This is true, but no reason why we shouldn't approach cautiously. Absolutely. Any preparations you can make will certainly come in handy, I'm sure. All right. Uh, then tell me, Clint, just in case this place does happen to be haunted and the commander's lingering around, do you have his name? Something I may address him by if we meet. Uh, yes. Um, hold one moment. And he flips through uh, that very journal he held up before. Uh, yes, his name was Commander Vurek Mansfield. Do you intend to try and uh, be diplomatic with a ghost? No, but if he does approach, I would like to know his name without having to ask. Alright. Um... Well, I should, I should pray and hope that we don't run into any ghosts. That would be very unfortunate. But uh, I think that's all the questions I have. Uh, and what of you, Brock and um, uh, Riley? What you have any other questions? Um, Riley will say, "Yes, actually, it's curious hearing you talk about history like this. Considering you've been, as an elf, you've been alive for a decent portion, decent portion of it. And Indeed. it's curious, curious to me to think about living a life." being so focused on history and having lived through such history. Honestly, as far as long as I've lived, uh, my life has been relatively peaceful. As I said, there's been some adversity, but that's faded with time. So you've seen and witnessed the world moving around you, and you felt comfortable merely watching and recording? Well, 
For a long time, I had little choice. I was but a child. Once I grew into adulthood, I began work uh, as a scribe, uh, recording uh, what's already been written, uh, just copying books for the most part. It's a good profession, but I was saving up. I wanted the stories that I had learned from my parents and their parents and uh, other elves and the stories I'd learned from the humans and the dwarves and gnomes. I could see that these tales, these legends, they were fading. I wanted to help preserve. Time destroys everything, but we can work against it. And for that, especially of the lifespan of the elves, I admit I'm envious. Such length of time to bear witness to the things around you and to act as a living testament to what has transpired. Many are, and all too many of my kind do not live into old age for that very reason. Well, I hope that you make it there, kind sir, and maybe perhaps tell my story someday. Thank you. <laughs> I should hope I would be able to. My name's Riley Morheim, by the way. Nice to meet you, Riley Morheim. Of Riley Morheim and Company. Tell all your bird friends. I don't think I'm going to do that one again. Hey, yes. I, just, I, just, I just told you my name. Why aren't you writing it down? I don't see you writing my name down. You should be writing it down. I just told you what my name is. Write it down. I'll give him a business card later. It's fine. <laughs> but I think that's the end of Riley's questions, if Brock has anything. Okay. Uh, no, Brock would, Brock would just look up and he would be like... Uh, most most of my questions have been answered with the, uh, the revelation that this may be cursed, but I am still interested in exploring its depths. But that is that is all the information I need. And just just as a forefront to this, I realize I did not explain that to you before you accepted. Uh, but should we should we come across something that it is stained that cannot be handled? We can leave. It is not worth anyone's life. Well, that's very appreciated. There, there are a great many things that I wish to find and bring back. And I've traveled a good portion of the world at this point uh, to bring back uh, artifacts. But nothing I have found, in my opinion, is worth anyone's life. Will you be going in with us, or will you be waiting outside until we uh, give you the all clear? Uh, I will come in with you. Um, I would not ask you to go within without being willing to go myself. Uh, and that uh, some things must be seen to be recorded properly. And especially traps. Uh, you would be surprised how many traps. Yes, well, I was thinking about the traps. It can be uh, quite uh, dangerous in there. Are you uh, capable of defending yourself? I'm not much of a fighter, but I should hope that I won't be the one in front. We, uh, I mean, we'll do the best to uh, uh, to protect you, but if, if you're going in there with us, we can't guarantee your safety. I realize that fact, um, but you greatly improve my odds. Well, we can ask the tree to bodyguard to bodyguard him, at the very least. That would be great. I would be, I would be most grateful for that. All right. Keep 
tripping over my own damn tongue. It happens, man. I get it. So. Alright, sounds good. I think the caravan's about to get up and moving again here in a few minutes. Uh, as I said, uh, keep an eye out for me on the right side of the road here. Uh, and pull off when I, when you see me. Absolutely. Right. It would be embarrassing if we were miss- to miss that. Don't roll a one. I'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Everybody just rolls a one and we just continue on our adventure and just leave <laughs> it alone. He's just sitting on the side of the road like, the whole caravan passed. Where are they at? And then we're like, oh shit, and then we like double back and he's been eaten by wolves. <laughs> then we get all his stuff. So technically, that's yeah, a win. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I would still feel bad. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. So, what do you three do? I think it's time to rejoin the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back with them. All right, so y'all are on your way back. In the meantime of these conversations, has uh, the rest of our party been doing anything? Well, I don't think Rat's a great conversationalist. So, probably sitting there quietly. Okay. Foresight's not much better. No. Yes, Foresight is the most talkative. <laughs> I've decided that Leaf is going to start preparing Goodberry as a first level spell slot every day so I can stop spending my whole day foraging. Uh, <laughs> Alright. And uh, he'll get back to his, his little little trinket creation while we're on the road, making small talk, taking requests. Alright. Um, so, Foresight... Um, you're still technically doing your craft for your failed, um, your failed botch way back. Uh, I think you've got, like, another day of that before that's done. Um, and why don't you go ahead and give me a crafter profession leaf. Damn! Natural 20 on my craft carpentry. Total of 26 for those who are curious. So you're just making a little trinket, though, right? Yeah, just like a little toy soldier or whatever. You make the... You make, make the fuck out of that trinket. Yeah. It's like a G.I. Joe action figure. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, like, you make it in, like, an hour. Like, you good. Alright. So, the group reconvenes. Anybody want to say anything to anybody? Um... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, at the very least, we can relay the information we learned from Clint so that everyone's clued in and everything. No liches. There are no liches there. It might be, it might be wise to warn Leaf. Explicitly and specifically, no liches. But we're still <laughs> headed to Elf Murder Castle. Yes. <laughs> but no liches. This is confirmed. Right? So there's really not, nothing to be afraid of. How, how does Leaf feel about Elf Murder Castle. It might be haunted, just not by lunches. Well, uh, judging from your recounting of the man's tale, do you put much stock in the supernatural? You... He seems rather convinced that the claims of a curse and of haunting were superstition. I see. Well, uh, I suppose I'm, I'm willing to take the risk as long as I have the group by my side. I should be safe with all of these uh, wonderful adventurers, yes? 
I was just about to say, you need not worry about anything. We'll watch your back. You've much experience in fighting specters and wraiths, yes? Absolutely. Make a bluff. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that obviously, like I... <laughs> facetiously. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Don't you? I'm gonna start, like, remodeling that fancy toy soldier into a crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of, like, shave off the pecs. Yeah, it's, it's, he's permanent T-pose. He's <laughs> just uh, Speaking of protection, Leaf, uh, would Box be open to watching over Clint specifically during this adventure? I'm uncertain of how much use he might be uh, without my guidance, but uh, certainly we can attend to him if it's needed. That would be wonderful. The uh, old elf doesn't have much of a uh, knack for combat, if it comes to it. Yeah, surely. Uh, I'll stay by his side. Appreciate it. Is, is that sort of service needed now, or is that when we get to our destination at Elf Murder Castle? I think it's only once we arrive at Elf Murder Castle. I see. Hmm... I wonder if there's a certain term that's going to be used in the drinking game in this one. Elf Murder Castle? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Oh, Elf Murder Castle, right. That makes yeah, sense. Elf Murder Castle, yeah. Right. Well, uh, Clint, Clint has made it known that he would like to enter with us into Elf Murder Castle. So, being that it is Elf Murder Castle, and he is an elf, we, we might take extra care of those knifeers gotta stick together. <laughs> Adira has said nothing but has face palmed at least three times during this conversation. This is fair. Nobody says the Black Keep, they just say Elf Murder Castle. That's not and what it was called? No, it was called the Black Keep. Oh, okay. And to anybody who has, like, a, a pain in their liver while listening to this, you can all thank, you can all thank Chris, a.k.a. Riley motherfucking Morheim. It's uh, okay. I'm drinking with you guys, don't worry. <laughs> he He's the one who, it, it's all his fault. He, he He made me enjoy this. Everything is my fault, thanks. Well, I mean, he's the one who brought up Carlos Place, didn't he? Oh, I forgot about Carlos Place. Oh god, we've killed him. Roll fortitude. <laughs> uh, I, I always go. Um, <laughs> unless you have more conversation, uh, or even with more conversation, uh, the caravan begins moving. Alrighty. I will hop in the back of the cart, as I do. Like you do. So, are y'all gonna do anything in particular on your on your way? Uh, yep. There's one thing I would like. Um, I would. I want to know if um somebody would be able to give me a five gold advance uh, on the payment. I'll pay you guys back, or whoever gives me money, I'll pay you back when I get paid. Um, I need to do some shopping. 
going into a trap-heavy dungeon. I could spare the not funds. quite as equipped as a rogue should be for this situation at the moment. I could spare the funds. Uh, Leaf will lend it out. Okay. Are you certain um, you only need the five gold? Uh, if there's any way you could be more prepared, I'd be willing to spare the additional funds. Okay, great. Um, so, what I'm looking for... Um, <laughs> so, okay. In that case... Okay. Uh, this is what I'm looking for. First, a 50-foot uh, rope. Easy enough uh, to find. Okay. Uh, Ten pitons. That is the first time I've ever heard anybody say it that way. Uh, but yes, also easy enough to find. Okay. Um, how's it normally pronounced? Like, pittens? Yeah, pitten. Okay. I've always pronounced piton. It's, but I've, I've probably I've, pronounced it incorrectly. I've heard people say pitten, and I've heard a few people say python. Okay. I've always said piton, but that might be because I'm French and Canadian. And we pronounce things improperly all the time. <laughs> We all know it's a piton. It, it, it makes it sound fancier. Go ahead. In French, piton. Anyways. Um, okay, so um, there's that. Uh, I would like to buy a crowbar. Also easy enough to find. Okay. There's like uh, a general goods cart. Fair enough. Now, these are the slightly more difficult items because I'm not even... I'm looking at the SRD right now and I can't quite find it. Uh, and this one I'm actually quite surprised. A retractable 10-foot pole that is like a staple of like D&D adventuring. How much would that cost me if I'm able to find it? Oh, a retractable one? Retractable one, that's right. Not folding, retractable. That's right. Well, scoping, one might say. Like, I'm picturing... You know those like police batons that you like press one button and it's like... And it's like yeah. the baton just like immediately comes out. I'm picturing that, but ten feet. What does this right. sound like again? Oh, uh, okay, thanks. Yeah. Not to be confused with ones that make difference. Right, right. Specifically that one. It's specific. Like not ones that go katunk. No, no. If it goes katunk, there's something wrong with it. And a folding one is a hundred percent unacceptable. <laughs> it needs to be. <laughs> That's expensive. Sound effects are super expensive. That's right. <laughs> Good thing we have some grade A, top tier, uh, straight out of Hollywood Foley artists on this cast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found. I found one in the archives of Nethys called a folding pole. Uh, it does not mention anywhere. <laughs> right. The retractable pole is something I've only seen in D&D. Well, here's a reference. I, um, that, that's a pain to find. So I'm just going to make a, a DM thing. I'm going to say uh, you can, if it can be found, which I shall find out here, if it can be found. It can be found. Uh, it shall cost two gold. For a retractable pole? Yes, for a retractable pole. Okay. But it will uh, be able to fit in like... It'll only be like six inches long. Okay. Perhaps. Does it does it make a specific noise? Or does it go katunk? No, it doesn't go katunk. Oh. Okay, good. Because I wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> 
but it is much more space efficient. Fair enough. Uh, and then, okay, so th this is uh, possibly the last item. Um, and, and this one I really don't know if anybody would be carrying. A bag of dust. A bag of dust. A bag of dust. Buy a broom and like craft just, your own. Not like dust of appearance, like not magical dust, not glittery dust, I just need dust. He's looking for pocket sand. Yeah. W would a bag of sand suffice? Uh, I, the, the reason that I want to do it is because if we ever come across any tripwires, um, I want to be able to like fling a bag of dust, so that way it's going to be make make other tripwires easy to uh, detect. Just buy a broom and craft your own bag of dust. Oh, so like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's a little wet for that. Yeah, um, that's true. Will it be wet inside Elfburger Castle? <laughs> I'll say you can probably find a very simple alternative uh, in a small bag of flour. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, absolutely. Um, and a bag of flour. That's even better than dust. That's <laughs> more useful. Curse <laughs> you and your culinary sorcery. <laughs> Nothing like impromptu explosives. So that will cost you two copper. Um, now, the bag it comes in is very shitty and will easily tear. If you want, like, proper, like, little leather pouches to put it in, they cost a silver apiece. Okay. Uh, I don't care if the bag is shitty. Okay. So, um, I will just buy that, so bag of flour. Okay, perfect. Um, and then after that, there's just one thing you can sell my character sheet for. And that is a two-pound bag of flour. Alright, perfect. I don't have these tools, but I don't need them because I have crocheted. Yeah, I do. You would... I would say probably on locks of, unless you have something that allows you to use, um, without actual thieves tools, I'll say any lock above average quality, you'll take the minus two, um... Aha, but Sean, you fell into my trap card. Uh, <laughs> no, it, uh, uh, not for me, because I have a trait. I am self-reliant, which means no penalty for improvised tools. There we go. And that's the word I was looking for. Improvise. Yeah. All right. So yes, yes. You will yeah. not take that penalty. Dope. Beautiful. Nailed it. I know, right? All righty then. So if that's all you're shopping, because you stated that that was the last item, you're never allowed to shop again. Okay. <laughs> I accept this. Uh, <laughs> um, you, uh, you go about your business, uh, heading back or not. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, once that's done. Oh, by the way, Riley, that cost me six gold rather than five. I, uh, I really, uh, busted out the big bucks for the crowbar. Okay, I didn't give you the gold, but that's nice to know. Yeah, that, that okay. was Leaf, I, I do believe. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was Riley who, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send Riley the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I can spot you the extra gold if you want, that's fine. No, 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 no. I'm, I, uh, I'll take it from Leaf. It is Riley more hyped company. It is Riley Morhan's company. It is I don't mind. I have exactly five gold on my person. <laughs> if you ask nicely, you can have it. Cost it six. Uh, a bill to Riley Morheim for <laughs> dungeon goods from whips and wagons. Yes, that's fine. Forward it to our employer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm good. I am ready for this. All right. Anybody else? I think I'm good. I don't need to buy anything. I'm happy just walking along with the caravan. All right. Going once, going twice, 
three strikes, you're out, because that's how that works. It certainly is. Yeah, uh, the only difference between the folding pole and the collapsing pole really is the size that it can compress down to. All right. The folding pole goes down to three feet, and the um, the collapsing one goes down to six inches, which is half a foot. Sounds good. Yeah, Foresight was just saying they're basically the same thing, but for like ten times the difference in price. <laughs> That's, that's what you call a, a bell curve. Um, actually, not a bell curve. It's just an upward curve. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Math! Yay! Um, so, a few hours pass, and go ahead and make me perception checks. Everybody, roll a one. I can do that. Okay. There's one for you. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Foresight actually rolled a one. <laughs> That's a 20. Got a solid 14. Lark got a 21 on his perception. Riley with 11. Baru. Forsyth with a 2. Yes. Adira with an 18. Forsyth clearly saying he has no attention. So does Trey get something special for obeying the DM? <laughs> a, re- a request was put in, and I mean, hey man. I'm... Well... He he has a plate of ham and potatoes. That's his reward. I'll take it. Because that is all you see is ham and taters. I follow it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Leaf, uh, you are walking outside or are you sitting in the back? Sitting in the back. Okay. Uh, Lark, I take it you are still leading the cart? That's right. All right. So you will be the first to notice, uh, for multiple reasons, that uh, there is a wagon on the side of the road. Okay. Little lanterns dangling from its sides. Okay. Um, what state of repair does this wagon look? Like it's it. It, it looks like the same wagon you're supposed to be looking for on the side of the road. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so uh, <laughs> then uh, I would uh, signal the, the, this wagon and then uh, probably start approaching it. All right. So you pull it out of the column and uh, head over. And indeed, Clint will be sitting in the back uh, waiting on you. He will wave as you approach. Uh, and he... he it, it's already at a stop, so do y'all come to a stop? Or do you, like, circle him like vultures? Oh, well, that sounds cooler. But I guess we stop. <laughs> I was thinking more circle like a hyena. That's fair. I'm not driving, so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just approach him. So in the first step to teaching Mozart to be a bard, you have to teach him to laugh like a hyena. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> That crunch somehow made it all the better. It kind of <laughs> did, really. Uh, Alright, so he will wave to you, Lark, and he's like, Ah, thank you. Uh, I was almost afraid that you might walk right, right on by. So were we. But it's good <laughs> we found you. Yes. Uh, so, uh, is everybody here? I'll... 
Riley will just double check to make sure that everyone's um, <laughs> with us. It'd be just like foresight to be like, nah, I'm gonna just stay with the caravan. <laughs> I, I can't argue that. <laughs> we veer so, off the road, he just keeps walking. This foresight just sneaking away. Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that he'd probably lose the caravan before he caught up to them, you might not have <sighs> Sorry, you're stuck with us. Adira will climb out of the wagon, come out to inspect this elf. Alright. Uh, what does everybody else do? Is everybody who's in the, else in the wagon staying in the wagon, getting out, coming to say hi? What's up? Yeah, I'll saunter out and say hello yeah. to the employer. Yeah, I'll hop out. You saunter out? Yeah. So, uh, hip hop gonna keep it sexy. <laughs> okay, uh, walking with that farport style? Yeah. Alright. So, you're our employer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for. For those listening who don't know why we just busted out laughing, uh, Troy, aka Brock, just said uh, in chat that we need one of those backpacks with a leash on it for foresight. <laughs> oh, shit. Can someone lend me five gold? <laughs> <laughs> I've got three! <laughs> well, I mean, if you have a backpack, if anybody has a backpack and anybody has a rope, I do oh. actually. I do. Can I? Can I set this up? Make me a flat craft check. I oh, see. What does that mean, though, foresight? Is one yes or is one no? I mean, I always say yes then no. So I got a nat twenty on the craft check. Is foresight okay. my pet now? Um. <laughs> so I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> Okay, so to clarify, so wow. all right, so foresight rolled to see if he has a thing for being leashed, uh, and Adira rolled a nat twenty, giving her a twenty-three on the craft check. So I'm gonna say that while he was paying attention to his <laughs> paying attention to his ham and taters, uh, does foresight have a backpack? Yeah, totally. Okay, so he's just sitting there. For some reason, his backpack's on his back, eating his ham and taters, and a rope just kind of, like, feeds through some of the hoops and loops of his backpack and goes around his neck and pulls uh, tight, but not, like, dangerously tight. Wow, I love Kinkfinder. This is great. <laughs> that Kinkfinder. Day, this, this is one of those days where Foresight learns a bit more about himself. He ever thought he should. Better not have awakened anything in me. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> there is an uncomfortable moment. What what happens now? Hi, Clint. This is my company. <laughs> so, <laughs> Adira just comes out with foresight. You got a fucking rope weaved through his backpack and around his neck. <laughs> he looks very uncomfortable, which is very normal for him, I suppose. 
how 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 is Foresight doing on a more personal note? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's okay. No, he's, he doesn't mind this. It happened. He recognized that there was something around his neck. Looked to see who had the other end. It's like, eh, I'm in a worse situation. So Adira slipping into her uh, predecessor's ways. Um, she knows how to tie a knot. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say she knows how to subjugate. <laughs> I mean, there's that. Um, I was trying not to put that heavy of a of a evil end on it. Nah, don't worry, I'm here for that. Um, <clears throat> so I can't breathe well enough to play now. got this. I believe in you. Deep breaths. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is just the tip of the iceberg as to why we have the explicit tag. Um, oh shit, we do? Yeah, we do. Oh, fuck! You've been on your best behavior for no reason. <laughs> oh man, I learned something today. God. Now the question is, was that about... Was that about the the podcast or was that about foresight? Um, <laughs> now, now, uh, Riley, I need you to roll to see if you have a thing for foresight being tied up. Oh man, what is that? Is that Will? Or well, he just rolled a D two and one was yes and two was no. I'll give you a Will save. Okay, it's a three. <laughs> You have the strangest boner right now. <laughs> Don't tell me what my character does. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this has gone so far off track. Oh, I need everybody to make a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, Loke, unfortunately, got 20. Uh, 23. 7. <laughs> Riley also with a 7. Haha, I rolled an 8. I rolled better than someone for once. Never gonna happen again. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Okay, uh, I need specifically Box to roll a perception, a second perception. Actually. I don't think Box rolled a perception. Have Box roll a perception. I shall have Box roll a perception. Seems he's not the only tree in town. Um, yes, Foresight. Rat got a roll. Um, it's just a secret roll. Box got an 18 somehow. Okay. Um, go ahead and give him a second one. Oh no. Don't you dare ruin my tree's innocence. That's also 18. All right. Okay, so Clint comes out of the back. Uh, he just really hops down, uh, honestly. And he's just like, ah, thank you. Thank you all for coming. Um, thank you very much uh, for coming. Uh, the, there's a small path here that we're going to be following. It used to be a supply road to the keep. Uh, it's not too overgrown. Um, there may be animals in the woods. Um, but I think with a large enough group, uh, they won't uh, they won't think to attack. So, um, 
is there anything any of you would like to ask or get out of the way uh, at this time uh, before we begin heading in? All I'm saying is there better not be liches. <laughs> um, I've been assured, see it says right here in this journal, absolutely no liches. Well, if I was going to hide a lich somewhere, I would definitely label that it didn't have any <laughs> liches in it. If I was a lich and I had to pick a place to hide my phylactery. <laughs> well, you see it's written in celestial, so I'm under the impression that it was written by someone of uh, good... Uh, a good rapport. Um, uh, yes. Um, and some of you, I believe, I haven't had much time to speak with. Uh, I'm Clint. Um, uh, I, I've, I've met Riley and, and Brock and, uh, Lark here. Um, I, I spoke with, uh, Foresight, I believe it is, for a moment. Who now has a rope around his neck? And you, Leaf, uh, you were, you were there on the way back. Uh, but you, um, madam, uh, I don't believe I know too well. No, I don't believe you do. Um, I am Clintoriel. You can call me Clint. Um, Adira. Good to meet you, Adira. Um, I need to make a roll. <laughs> <laughs> you are, if I'm not mistaken, you are a Shabti. Or, or are you something else? I'm sorry, you're a little different than I would expect of that description. I I am. Uh, well, to, to be true, I've never seen a Shabti, but I've never read of a Shabti with such stock features as yours. She just stares at him. <laughs> uh, good to meet you. Um, uh, the, and, any questions? Any other questions? Where's Rat? Um, but he was with you. I have, is there someone amongst your group named Rat, or are you speaking of, of Vermin? Stick my head in the back of the wagon. Is he still there? No. <sighs> he was in the wagon when we stopped. There can't be too many places he's made off to. Riley goes to check Clint's wagon. Um, make me a perception. I will try. And I will get a 12. You see a great many things, but a small elven child is not one of them. Mm, well, I don't see him here. Just never mind you, that small cage with the sobs coming from it. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm just kidding, there is no small cage with sobs coming from it. No, you said it, it's canon. We were so busy getting a leash for Foresight, we didn't think about leashing Rat. <laughs> No, you don't find a rat in there. Um, you don't see him anywhere. So, tell me, who was the last one to see rat? As I say, he was still sitting in the wagon when I crawled out. I believe from a technical standpoint, the answer to your question would be foresight. Is there anything else around us besides the two cards? Um, the caravan has just barely passed y'all. It's probably 100 feet up the road at this point. There's a bunch of trees... Uh, like this, it's uh, the edge of a forest, uh, like this, um, 
it's far less dense on the left side than it is on the right where you're at. But uh, you're, this road is currently cutting through a woodland. Well, unless he decided to run out in the woods and live on his own. He's around here somewhere. I mean, to a certain extent, um, if he wants to leave, shouldn't he be free to leave? <laughs> I was just about to say, if he wishes to slip off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that, that, that he's a prisoner or anything. Just concerned. Hmm. Well, as adults who did recruit him into this caravan, I feel at least we're partially responsible. Well, we didn't entirely recruit him. Someone with the agency to go thieving and stabbing other people and then slipping off away from the company that has recruited him has enough agency to fend for himself, should he so desire. He is about 60 years old, after all. It's true. Can I check to make sure that, because, you know, I spent a decent amount of time in the back of the park, can I make sure that nothing's missing? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, is that a perception or... Uh, yes, that would be a perception. Well, that was awful. That's a 13. Uh, you don't see anything missing from the cart. Uh, and yes, Foresight, you can make a perception check to find footprints. Or survival. I would look Only out. like a DC-10. I would look at out the back of the, the cart and go, well, if he, he left, it doesn't look like he stole any of Clint's stuff. Wow. It, yeah, it's perception to find uh, survival to follow. Yep. Uh, yeah, you would actually find some footprints. Um, they come out of the cart, uh, not out of the back, though, out of the other side of the cart, and they sneak mm -hmm. around over to where the group is, and then they're, like, muddled together with um, Fox's footprints. Mm -hmm. And then they, uh, like, retreat back around the cart and then off mm -hmm. into the woods along the side of the road. Uh, to the, like, forward, like, from where you were going, not uh, backwards. Then he will pull on the rope in order to get Adira's attention. And, um... <laughs> yeah, Adira's following him, I mean. He's only... Does, yeah, does so much wiggle room. So. Uh, does he mumble, "Mommy"? Uh, I, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, he points off uh, to where the footprints laid and say, uh, "I think these are his footprints leading off this way into the forest." Well, let's go see if we can find him. Does our employer mind? I can wait here for a few minutes. Uh... Okay, yes, if we'd like to take a moment to go venturing in the woods after the Elvis child, I suppose we can do so. Alright. Uh, everybody who cares to make me a survival check. Uh, Riley, if no one else does, Riley's going to offer to stay behind with Clint to make sure he doesn't get robbed or anything. Uh, I will also stay behind, actually. I don't have much survival. Dynamic duo. Okay. Got it. I, I have no survival, so that's a big old two. I'll, I'll assist in looking, and I will be awful. Um, apparently, I'm really into finding this kid. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God, Leaf. Leaf got a 29. He is the most into finding. My God. All right. Um. So you follow the tracks. Uh, Foresight and Leaf, you both follow them up to a certain point uh, before um, it becomes apparent to Foresight 
that um, he's actually trying to pick areas like full of roots to walk through. Uh, perhaps either through intelligence or happenstance. Uh, but either way, it leads to Foresight eventually, after about a hundred or so feet, losing track. However, or not Leaf, uh, Foresight. Uh, Leaf, however, continues uh, being able to track the small scuffs and marks of mud on these um, on these roots before they're washed away. Um, you can tell, Leaf, that he's staying relatively parallel to the road, uh, but you can also tell from the difference in the occasional track that he does make in the mud that after a certain distance, he stopped stepping as lightly, and he started moving very quickly. Uh, he started running, probably. But, uh... You can you could probably put together that he's heading towards the caravan. Yeah, I'll I'll pursue to the best of my ability. It would seem as though he doesn't want to be found. Uh, but Leaf's gonna keep chasing him. Yeah. Are you going to keep tracking slowly, uh, trying to keep with his footprints, or are you going to just try and like get out there and make it going, to the caravan? Going for speed rather than stealth. Okay. So, you chug a chug a chug a chug a chug along. It takes you probably about 10 minutes to catch up with the caravan in a decent propensity, uh, even chugging along. Uh, Go ahead and make me a perception to, like, try and find him. That's a 12. Uh, and anyone with you can, yeah. Here we go. 25. Um, no, none of you find him. Alright, well, he's better than us. Let's go home. Pack it up, boys. <laughs> he's better than us. Well, it does seem he he clearly does not want to be found. Maybe he has decided to leave. Uh, foresight. Uh, go ahead and make a wisdom check. Yeah, six. Nah, everything's fine. Um, so you return back to the group. Honestly, my first thought was, what if you just, like, forgot something? I can't <laughs> even count the amount of times. It's like, oh, I forgot my Game Boy. <laughs> he did. He forgot other people's stuff that's still in their pocket. <laughs> Maybe he left his dagger. Now, you probably took all our stuff in your perception check. Just wasn't enough for us to know it. Technically, I didn't check our stuff. I checked Clint's stuff. That's true. So, do y'all want to go go back to the group and look around for anything he could have taken? I mean, yeah. all of my stuff on my person still on me. Yeah, you can make a perception. Sixteen. Yeah. I mean, if he took it, it's gone. 
So there ain't like shit we can do about it, but. He didn't take it from me. Nothing he'd really want to take from me, though. Right? This, I, I don't own that much. Okay. Not about so what he leaf. gets, it's about the challenge. So, Leaf, um. Uh, do you check your belongings? I mean, I'm, I'm none too concerned unless he wants to steal like a cooking pot from me. I assume you'll let me know if something does wind up missing and I try and use it. Uh, just let me know the next time you go through Box's equipment. Or the stuff you have him carrying, rather. Um, well, ac actually, it, it, I do have... Box is missing. Yeah, I do have um, 26 gold on my person. I don't know if uh, that would have wound up missing. Uh, the 26 gold on your person did not end up missing. I think it's safe to say that as we're discussing this, everybody just kind of does a general inventory check um, in terms of like our personal persons. Is anybody missing anything? Uh, unless box is checked, nobody is missing anything. Well, I mean, Riley will note that the footprints led up to Box's footprints or where Box was standing, fiddled around for a bit, and then ran off immediately, which is highly suspicious if you ask Riley, Riley Morheim. Yes, <laughs> Riley, Riley Morheim. Uh, that is very suspicious. Good job. Uh, the question is, does anybody check Box's inventory? Well, I think Lee's the only person who could. The rest of us wouldn't know what to check for. And Box might punch you for trying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the only thing that I'd want to do if I caught up to the caravan and I was unable to find Rat is I'd just kind of like flag one of the guards down from the caravan and let them know that uh, there's a little miscreant uh, out and about and to send them our way if they come across them rather than flogging and kidnapping them. Okay. Make me a diplomacy check. Mr. Perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the dude is humanoid, so that'd be plus two for yes, whatever that result is, is. Indeed. Human, in fact. So he'll agree. I'll say, yeah, sure. As long as he doesn't, you know, stab anybody. Uh, I, I can't make any promises, but I can promise that... Well, uh, then neither can I. <laughs> uh, but I, I can promise we'd be more than willing to take him out of your hands, uh, should he arise up to no good. Uh, thank you. I just kind of like nod and bow my way out. Alright. So, eventually, you reconvene. Um, in, in the meantime, uh, Clint, uh, at the admission of like everybody <laughs> looking through their shit to make sure nothing's been taken, does a thorough inventory of his own, uh, which takes a bit. And so, uh, Leaf, Adira, and Foresight will return. Riley greets them and says, "I take it you didn't weren't man you didn't manage to catch up to him." Uh, he may have found his way back to the caravan, judging by the tracks. Uh, but he's he's too slender, and I can't exactly go through each of the carts rummaging for him. That's unfortunate. Um, tell me, Leaf, do you find it curious that the footprints that Foresight found led straight up to Box and fiddled around for a bit and then completely ran off thereafter? Uh, I never mentioned that. You didn't? Oh, did someone else do it or am I just... 
out of my mind. The GM did. And that was me me telling him. Uh, what okay. I take that back. Do you though? Do you really? Well, I yeah. I mean, I wanted to mean it, but that'd be metagaming. And I'd hate <laughs> to do that. More I'd be more hungry. than happy to discuss the topic with anyone who chooses to bring it up. Everybody starts looking. <laughs> Not really, though. Well, as I mentioned before, if he chooses to run off that is his own accord, he's fully capable of handling himself unless the guards catch him. We have a job to do. It's uh, an unfortunate decision, but uh, perhaps he's better off with the rest of the caravan rather than heading to Elf Murder Castle. He, he is, is an, an elf! elf. <laughs> you don't think that saying Elf Murder Castle out loud spooked him, do you? Surely not. Why are you calling it Elf Murder Castle? It's called the Black Keep. This is the reason people think places are cursed and haunted. As people go around, they start calling the place instead by its proper name, they start calling it Elf Murder Castle and the Tomb of Annihilation and things like that. Well, yes, but these titles sound so ridiculous that who could take them seriously? Right? Of course, no place. Well, a lot of the lay people, I tell you. A lot of the lay people. Well, that just means we get to have a good laugh at them. Well, the Black Keep doesn't exactly sound welcoming on its own. True, but it's certainly a less foreboding than Elf Murder Castle. Well, things tend to garner nicknames uh, to those with limited information, and that's how I was introduced to the idea of the location in the first place. I suppose. I suppose. Well, I suppose then, uh, unless plans have changed, uh, we're off. I believe we should be off. All right. Uh, just as a show of good faith, I'm going to give you each uh, 50 gold now. And I will give you the other 500, or the other 450, uh, when we have completed, uh, as most of my funds are not with me, but rather are at, uh, at my museum. All right, I give Leaf six gold pieces. Wonderful. That's awfully kind of you. Thank you. I'm just repaying my debt. Thank you very much, and uh, I suppose let us be underway. Uh, and he goes and he starts getting up on the front of his wagon. I guess we'll assume traveling formation and head off into the woods. I believe I promised to ride on Clint's wagon uh, to, to guard him and his elvenness. Sure. It's an elf guard elf world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forsyth's completely safe. We've got him on a leash. <laughs> this, this leash protects you from everything, Forsyth. It makes you feel safe and happy. Uh, Riley will hang out with uh, Clinton, Leaf, and Box as well, if there's room. Okay. Of course. There's not a lot of room in the cart, uh, but there's enough for like both of you to sit on the back. Good enough. And Box to walk. We go... You go, and you travel for a while, and then, dun, 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 it's several hours of travel, but 
arrive, lightning cracking through, lightning flashing in the sky, thunder cracking overhead. A structure made of old dark stone stands against the skyline hanging over the trees, choked by vines and other vegetation. You arrive outside the Black Keep. All right. Uh, what can we make out? So now that we see the Black Keep, like, does this just like look like a broken, dilapidated castle, or does this look like the freaking like broken, like shattered husk of Tolbarad? Uh, this is a fort, so it's kind of castle-like, but it doesn't really have much in the way of like pleasantry and amenities. There's not like a garden or anything like that. Okay. It, it is. It is a lot more uh, utilitarian uh, in design. Uh, it has thick outer walls, uh, which it doesn't even look all that dilapidated. It doesn't look particularly collapsed anywhere or anything like that. It actually looks to be in fairly decent condition for its age, having been left alone for so long. Uh, you can see where in the front walls there are some trees that the roots are starting to crawl up under the walls and cause some deformation, but it's actually still in pretty good condition. Would you call it suspiciously good condition? I would not call it suspiciously good condition. I'd call it really good building. Okay. That has, like, the trees have started to grow into it. It has been 200 years. Yeah. So it is starting, like, the outer wall is starting to get choked, but, like, uh, like you can kind of see forward uh, if y'all got light kind of see forward and see like the courtyard which is overgrown with like grass and small bush bush not bush bush uh, small bush but not anything like severe that's going to be like tearing down walls and such fair enough and you also imagine that the thick, dense vineage that's growing on the outer wall is probably actually helping to keep it together. Alrighty. You travel for a while and then you don't. <laughs> I guess that's accurate. You do travel for a while and then you don't. So Clint uh, pulls up and he will stop his cart outside the... Um, oops outside the uh the thing and can y'all see this did y'all move to the map yep yeah okay. yeah except the turn order things like in the you know like you can move it around but it's on the thing um yes question no yes this is all happening the same day we fought the flying bandit and everything else so what time of day is it after several hours of travel nighttime well it's always <laughs> nighttime <laughs> Um, it's Don't get, get smart it, it's with getting, me. It's it's. <laughs> uh, it is getting uh, towards when y'all should rest, and Clint will bring that up. I will say, uh, unless you are on some other schedule, I think we should take our time to set up camp, uh, perhaps just in the courtyard there, so that there's some barrier around us, and uh, then we can prepare and get some rest before heading inside. Alright. Um, that sounds reasonable. Um, Alright, so what I will do 
is I will set myself in this little nook over here. Okay. That is the um the gatehouse. Okay. Uh, and so like there's this like thunder of rain from both sides and uh and it, it of course it's still very damp in its own right, but <laughs> uh it is like an arch probably about fifteen foot tall archway. Uh and the gates on it are like they were just heavily reinforced wood and are open like the the bar from the inside that held it together is long since rotten and broken. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, before I immediately step in there, uh, I am going to uh, detect uh, to search for traps uh, with the help of my retractable pole. So, all right, uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. No problem. Uh, and I got very low. I got a perception. Uh, you don't see any traps. All right, it's safe. I step in. Uh, you do not trigger any traps. Good. <laughs> Uh, I won't. You do not trigger any traps again. Okay. Brock, you trigger a trap. <laughs> Yay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it does not seem that um, that this little bit here in of itself is trapped in any meaningful way. Uh, but that only bodes for the main gate. So. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I would probably start setting up camp exactly where I am right here. So, within the gate, um, where I presumably have a little bit more shelter against the rain. Alright. I've yeah, got it's my... A... Go ahead. I've got my, uh, hobo tent stuff. So, okay. I'm going to find, like, a place along the wall or somewhere that I can use to my advantage to set up the tent in such a way to help keep dry. Okay. Um, do you have pittens with your hobo tent? Um, I don't know because you bought it for me and it's just listed in my inventory as hobo tent stuff. Okay, yes, you should have four pittens then. I didn't, I didn't remember if I had done it or if you had done it. You um, did it. Yeah, you should have four pittens. Uh, yeah, anywhere along the wall, um, you could shove a pitten into, like, a gap in the stonework to, uh, to, like, lash your, lash your thing up. Okay. And then you could probably use, like, this stump over here. Click, click, I say. Oh, click that one. That stump over there to, uh... Kind of get in and and create your anchor for the other side. Okay. All right. Uh, foresight. Are you just being dragged around by her? I mean, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> I don't mind it. We are gonna have okay. the most interesting fan fiction. Well, you know, it's it's really interesting to me how he took the concept, Sean, of one of those backpacks with a leash that are made to keep track of children and turned it into this. But, you know, he's the DM, so we roll with it. 
Well, those backpacks are constraining, but you don't have like the means to make a little lash or anything. So the most sensible thing is to use the loop on top of the backpack to tie it to his neck. Why wouldn't you just tie it to the loop of the backpack? Because, because you can just shed the backpack. Kids could just shed the backpack. They're just not no, smart No, they have a latch on it. They have like a clip that's supposed to be kid-proof. So why don't we get a fucking clip? <laughs> <laughs> because Sean has more fun this way. <laughs> so I guess I will set up the tent and configuration that will allow Foresight to be there as well. All right. I have no arguments with this. Uh, we're about to go to sleep, right? Maybe. <laughs> I have to ask the DM. That if area we are, is covered. I'm going to move kind of to this spot right here. Yeah. And uh, kind of in between these two doors. This, this, these are doors, right? These little... Yes. Uh, uh, the things them. that stand out. Okay. Uh, right there for the next round, I will have... What is it? Uh, no, 60 feet. Uh, he'll basically put his hand on the wall and kind of focus. And for the next round, I will have 60 feet of tremor sense. So I would like to know if anything's moving in the building within 60 feet of us. Um, nothing is moving within the building. And go ahead and give me a strength check, followed by a perception check. A strength check? Yeah. Push the building over? No. Three. Okay, give me a perception check. 23. Uh, 23. Alright, so even with your weak, like, bang against the wall, uh, you, you're able to really, see... I wasn't really banging, he's just literally just pressing his hand. Kind of as a okay. focus. Well, well, you see a little bit, anyway. Oh, cool. But no, there's nothing moving within. Okay. There's the rumble of rain. I would I would turn around and tell everybody that uh, I I sense no movement inside the building, so at least within a close distance we should be okay. If there's something wandering around further inside, I'm not sure, but there's nothing directly on the other side of these doors. Sounds good. I'll move over here somewhere. So, the three of you and Box are setting up uh, to rest in the, the, um, eight house. Eight house. Seems like a cozy spot. Yeah. Cozy enough. Um, just for note, there's enough space for two to three people to sleep in the cart. Done. <laughs> <laughs> That was where I wanted to originally, but I was like, ah, oh, the gatehouse seems kind of nice, but fuck it, I'll take the cart. Okay. That's fine. We didn't want you in the gatehouse anyway. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just party Just out here with Mozart. Well, you can always come <laughs> grab the leash and bar foresight. Uh, tempting, but, uh, you know, I don't want to move anymore. You know, he he's just he's just gonna take a little time. He's gonna summon up boys. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna have my own party over in the cart of blackjack and hookers. 
No, 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 no. Where rats well, they gotta, and hookers? <laughs> the, the hookers gotta get past us at the gatehouse first. What if we just stop them? Oh, there's so many attacks of opportunity, too. Man, I don't know if we can. Damn. <laughs> oh. Setting up camp is fun. Hey, Riley. Hey. Are we outside? No, we're in the cart. Why is it raining? Where the hell are we? Oh, no, 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 no! The <laughs> gatehouse is sounding more like the gated house. Oh, I get it. We're an explicit podcast. This makes sense now. <laughs> it's, now it makes sense? Yeah, fuck, man. <laughs> None of it ever makes sense. Uh, uh, give me more kink finder. Let's go. Uh, Roll for kink. <laughs> oh no, I don't need to roll. I already know it. Oh, I typed in 10. I guess that works. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a maybe, Foresight? Don't even worry about it, man. Don't even worry about it. You ain't in the oh. tent. You don't get to know. Well, I mean, to be fair, the way it's uh, configured, Riley can literally just look straight over and see whatever's going on. Hey, if that's his thing. Hmm. <laughs> uh. 19 perception. <laughs> he just wants it to be described. What's happening? What's happening? I'm What's sleeping. You're, you're sleeping. What is I'm foresight sleeping. doing? <laughs> Same. I was actually rolling for a sexuality. Um, we'll find out what that roll meant. Find out. Uh, find out what that meant. So now it m might be kind of creepy because we're asleep and he's watching Maybe us that's sleep. I'm not what else am I going to look at? The donkey? <laughs> Come on. Hey, it's a nice ass. He's got a pair of binoculars looking, looking across the courtyard. Just, I know they're up to something in there. <laughs> Wait, I have binoculars? <laughs> I How was about to say, that's the most hilarious part is you think he can afford binoculars. Well, I just got 50 more gold, so... They cost a thousand. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's not even close, is it? Huh. No. Binoculars well, and spot glass are both very expensive. Alright, well, hey, hold on. I can on a relative scale. Bargain, right? What? I can roll diplomacy to bargain, right? <laughs> I, I don't think you're getting a 95% discount against no merchant that doesn't have it. But I'm flashy. That gets me a bonus, right? No? If you say, right. if you say your name enough times. <laughs> yeah, don't they know who I am? <laughs> I, I will give you this. If, if somebody literally sends you a pair of binoculars in the real world, I will give Riley a free pair of binoculars. Alright, people need to hit me up for my mailing address. Let's do it. <laughs> well, he well, he didn't specify, like, he didn't qualify that at I, all. You're somebody. I think I... Anybody else? Oh, someone binoculars? other than myself. Okay. Oh. You know, it's funny. My mom has a decent pair of binoculars. <laughs> Call her up and see if she'll send them to you. 
You mean she's not listening to my Pathfinder podcast? Let's hope not, because this has turned into Kinkfinder. <laughs> it's okay. My mom listens to this. Yeah, but your mom, she don't care. Some people have moms who care. Okay, well, I'd like to take a second to say hi, Sean's mom. Um, <laughs> like, thank you your for mom, listening. Your mom is laughing along with this, finding this all hilarious. To whereas, like, you don't know his mom. His mom might be appalled. <laughs> I, I want to say that whoever your grandparents are, are mean. You shouldn't name your daughter Paul. What? John? <laughs> I'm fixing to take a break so I can come in there and hit you. <sighs> oh shit. I'm only a little sorry though. Just just a little. Just because I didn't think of something better. But yeah, hi to Sean's mom. Everybody say hi to Tara. I already did, but hello again. Uh thanks thanks for doxing my mom. Shit. <laughs> What's your uh, uh, dominant hand? Can you tell me that? Uh, <laughs> the left foot. Um, <laughs> hey, she's still she's still doing better than my mom. My mom said, "What's a podcast?" Ooh, that is better. <sighs> Can she buy it on Amazon? Was her next question. <laughs> No, no, mom, you can't. No, but she can send us money. <laughs> or me, some binoculars. Yeah, somebody send Chris some binoculars. Please, I need them. It's important to me. That's it for this week, folks. I want to thank our patrons, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, and Brian Rafe, for all their support and for being awesome people. Check the episode description for a link to our Patreon if you would like to join this list and to help support the show. You can also find our Twitter and contact email in the description as well. There are a lot of people who have helped us on our journey to poddom, and I'd like to shout some of them out, many of whom hang out with us in our Discord. The Hideous Laughter Podcast, Phil Morse Crossing Podcast, aka DMD LCP, Wheeler Woe Podcast, Hexgrid Heroes Podcast, The Roaring Trainers Podcast, The Within the Waves Podcast, The Podcast for the Untimely Dead, and Action Forge on YouTube. You can find links to their Twitters and short descriptions in the episode description. And thank you very much for listening. See you later.